You're listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast with your host, Maggie Magan. Hi, small business owners. Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthrough Podcast, where we focus on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, this is also the name of the number one Amazon best-selling business book series for small businesses. It's titled Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, and the subtitle is Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. And you can get a digital copy or paperback from Amazon. And today I want to share with you, because this is a book series, we have more than one, what we're referencing today is volume two in the series, which is the emerald green covered book when you go to Amazon. So today's conversation is with a number one best-selling business author, not just once, but twice. And he happened, and today, again, we're talking about the 2018 book, that green covered book. So hi, rock stars. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I'm a number one best-selling business author as well and creator of the number one best-selling Brilliant Breakthroughs annual business book series. And I'm also one of those crazy but cool master business coaches and trainers at Brilliant Breakthroughs, Inc. Now, forget about me and let's get focused on our guest, Mike Raber. Welcome and congratulations on becoming a number one best-selling business author again. Thank you, Maggie. It's great to talk with you again. Oh, thank you. We're so thrilled that you're here. Now, I want to share with everyone, Mike, that you wrote a chapter in the 2018 book, and it's the seventh chapter in the book, and it's titled Discovering Your Business's True North. And, and I want to share if uh, listeners, if you're in the middle of launching your business or defining it further or revamping it, this is a great chapter for you to read because Mike takes you down a thought process that's a little different from what you typically experience in business training and, and teachings, but he lands you right where you need to be thinking. And um, there, there's so much to this, Mike. I think what might help our listeners to um, be a good introduction for where we're going to take them today is maybe if you could do a, a quick recap on the last three podcasts that you've done for this chapter. How does that sound? Sounds great. All right. I'm going to let you run with it, okay? Sounds like a plan. Going back to the very first podcast that we did with this book, I talked about, I shared a story that I talk about in the chapter on marking lessons I learned as a teenager, or actually preteen, going into my business world, business um, experience. Okay. The first one was, and basically, in case if you haven't listened to the podcast or read the chapter yet, I talked about a contest that I had when I was in seventh grade selling candy bars. And one of the first lessons I learned out of that experience was the first thing is identify your target market. Who is your ideal customer? 
Second lesson I shared was identify a competitive edge. What sets you apart? Why are you and or your service different than others in the industry? And then also identify your value proposition. Why should someone do business with you instead of someone else? Ah, okay. The second podcast I shared um, a book that Simon Sinek wrote called Focus on Your Why and how it's important that as we begin our business or if we have a business that we're already building, people often focus on what they are in business to do or versus why are they in business? What is your true north? And in fact, that's the title of the chapter is finding your true north. It's easy in business to get caught up in the day-to-day mundane activities and forget why we did it in the first place. And it should be something that not only are we contributing to society, but we also are having a lot of fun doing along the way. I then shared on the last podcast about owning your stage. When you are with the client or customer, show up, listen to what they have to talk about, be present, don't show up with how can I get more business versus a servant's heart. How you're there to serve, what is it that your client needs, ask questions, find out what their true needs are, and then at that point, attempt to address and take care of their concerns. So show up when you're with the client. All three of those are very important areas to focus on when building a business, but they're also very tangible. And a lot of in building a business has intangible or less, um, more subconscious or um, internal belief. Oh, intrinsic. Intrinsic, yes. Coming from within, okay, because those are external. Correct. Okay, you know, sometimes these words are, are so tricky and we get close, but not the right one. And it happens to me all the time, so I'm with you on that. Um, Mike, you're exactly right, because those three episodes that you've already done for the 2018 chapter, um, let me share with everyone, that's episode number 60, episode number 66, and episode number 76 that Mike was referencing earlier. These, these are really important, and it's, it's how we show up in the marketplace. And the one that Mike um, shared, and I, I just want to help folks again, because I continue to hear that networking is so difficult for people, and it's because they're trying to make it about them instead of the other person that they're speaking with. Wouldn't you agree, Mike? Yes, definitely. Okay, so Mike said, if we come into a networking relationship and we are coming from a servant's heart, I love that phrase, uh, we are there to learn how we can serve the other people that we're networking with. The most successful networkers do this exquisitely and they build very quick relationships and long-lasting relationships. I encourage you to approach your networking like that. Mike gave you gold right here, and this isn't even really what our main topic is. <laughs> so I, I love that, but check out his episodes number 60, 66, and 76 so far, um, because that's there. Now, Talking about these tangible things, it's, it's the external, it's how it looks on the outside. But in order for things to look and show up right, we need to spend time on the internal, the intrinsic value that we have 
that helps us build, create our business and what we're offering and how we serve people, right? Okay, so there's some really important intangible points that Mike makes in his chapter. And Mike, can you walk us through um, one of them? And, and I, I would like to start with one if you don't mind. Sure. Could we start with the importance of knowing our true value? Ours. Sure. Okay. And that is probably, to be totally honest, one of the most important concepts to learn and master in business. And one of the things we're working with numerous clients over the years, I think most entrepreneurs at some point in their journey struggle with, and that is you have an idea, you have a concept, you perhaps have a service or product that brings with it market value. But there's also the value behind that. Let's say someone just going into business, they have a job, they leave the job, they start a business, or they're doing a business on the side of their job. You know what you are worth per hour. You know what you're worth in your day job, so to speak. Oh, yes, yes. While you're going into business for yourself, and let's say you make $60,000 a year in your current job, and you want to create a business, and you believe the business has the ability to earn $100,000 a year. To go from earning $60,000, that mindset, to the mindset that you need to have to earn $100,000 takes a little bit of a leap. It's not a huge leap, but you still have to first see yourself as being worth $100,000. You then have to be able to see what you're doing, and that's the most important part, what you're doing as being worth $100,000. And how do you take that skill set or how do you take the service that you are delivering to the marketplace and do it in a format that is now worth? In essence, how are you delivering $100,000 worth of value to the marketplace? Or you may be a business that's already around and doing well, and you have a goal or desire to move that to the next level. And a great example of that, I was listening to a podcast that Brandon Bouchard did a while back. And he was sharing that at one point in his career, he wanted to create a product that was worth $10,000. And at the time, he's like, how am I going to create a product worth $10,000? And instead, he stepped back, took himself out of the picture being the brilliant business person that he is in his own right, and said, okay, how can I create a product that is worth, how can I create a training program that brings $10,000 worth of value to the marketplace? And if you look at as an example, what he does doing with a lot of high-end executives, if you are helping someone take their business from $10 million to $20 million, or taking their business from $10 million and cut their expenses down to $5 million, let's say saving them $5 million, $10,000 to get that knowledge, it's pennies in the bucket. It's easy to do in that <laughs> mind that sense. So instead of saying, okay, how am I going to become worth X amount of money, whatever that X is for you, rather, I would encourage you to say, how am I going to take this idea, take this product service and make it worth that number and then bring it to the marketplace. And at that point, you don't even have to wonder, is it worth that amount of money? Again, say $10,000, the market will tell you. And if it's not, the market will tell you, no, maybe you need to add more value. To it. So add more value, make it worth a little bit more. 
or create a value that's worth $20,000 and market it at $10,000 as an example. Now you have room to move up because the value is already there. So ultimately, know what you're worth, know what you're doing, the true market, what the market's going to pay for what you're doing, and then move forward and matching the two together. And if you need to learn more to create your own self-worth up, build your own uh, personal value, so to speak, do so. There's lots of books, et cetera, that one can do to become better at their own craft. But I think most people are already really good at what they do. It's just figuring out how to then take that, put that price point on it and introduce it to the market and that the market will also see the same value. That's good. I, I love what you're sharing, Mike. Um, you know, at, at first, what a lot of entrepreneurs do is they put a dollar amount on how much they can make an hour. And they say, oh, if, you know, if it's, uh, let's say, $100 an hour. And if they work with somebody for two hours, they say, oh, well, you know, my price is $200 for those two hours of service, whatever it is they do. But they may be missing the mark, like you were saying, that there's a value of what it is they're providing. It's, it's not necessarily that people are paying for their time, which um, is often called um, business to hour rate. We wanna move beyond that because we're beyond our hourly rate. We wanna talk about the value we provide. So I love the fact that you just emphasize the value is where it's at. And we have to look at our at what we're offering as a value. And, and your, your examples were really great. Hey, if I wanna charge $10,000 and the marketplace isn't biting on the $10,000 price tag, well, maybe I need to up the value of it by adding another hmm, whatever, you know, create a package that's of greater value to them for what they want. And then they'll say, oh, I get all this for $10,000, I'm in. So it's a different way of looking at it. And there is a math equation. And I think that's what you just shared. Like, um, it's not the full equation, as you all know, but you gave a nice introduction to how the heck to go ahead and figure out how to achieve your financial goals in a way that you don't have to be killing yourself and working endless hours to do it. Because the first thing is, do you want to work the 40, 50, 60, 70 hours that you were working before to make the same amount of money? And we already know the answer is no. So I love this, this way uh, that you shared. Let's take a look at the value of your offer a little differently and you. So can we unpack a little bit more about understanding the value we provide in the marketplace? Um, you know, like, well, maybe, because there's so many different things we could talk about, Mike. Mm -hmm. the, the purpose and the direction of our business, you know, where we are. Um, and, and gee, folks, just because you're new doesn't mean you um, have to charge low rates for your services because it's about the value. What is the worth of the value? Mike said that, I think like three times, mm -hmm. the worth of the value. 
where where do you want to take us, Mike? You know, drill us back a little bit to the basics. Okay. I would say if you were to go back to basics, there's the perceived value, worth, all of that, which is very important to define it ourselves. But the most basic, if you really want to look at numbers, don't lie. What is the math equation needed to achieve your financial goal? And that is something that I actually learned from Brand Tracy years ago. And when I heard it, it was a time management training that he did. And it made perfect sense at the time he said it, even though it was still hard for me to wrap my brain around it, because I, at that point, I had to go there and to make $100,000 I also a year. I also knew that I didn't want to work 80 hours a week, right? And here I was going out and serving my clients. And the funny thing about it was my goal was to make $100,000 a year. And I was going to work 40 hours a week, 40 to 50 hours a week, let's say, to accomplish that goal. But yet I was charging my clients on average about $30 an hour. And I wanted to raise my rate to $75 an hour. And I didn't feel like I was worth $75 an hour. So my, I basically spent my wheels for what felt like forever, trying to figure out how come I'm not making $1,000 a year? I keep falling short of my goal. Well, simple. Again, numbers don't lie. I was averaging $30 an hour. I was averaging 40, 50 hours a week doing that particular thing. If, you, if I sat down and actually wrote out the numbers, and I actually, just as an example, let's take $100,000. Divide it by 12 months, assuming you don't take any time off. That <laughs> is now one number. Now divide that by 40 hours a week, assuming that you work 40 hours a week and you don't take any time off. That means that every hour that I'm working, I need to make $208,000. I mean, I need to make $208 an hour. Okay. And if I'm not, either I have to work more or I have to reduce my goal because the numbers don't add up. So the long story short is figure out how much money you want to actually make, how much, how many hours you're willing to work to make that money. Please put in some time off. Don't work 12 months straight. It's no fun, believe me. <laughs> and however many, let's say you want to work 11 and a half months a year and you want to work between 40 to 50 hours a week, whatever that is, divide that into the amount of money you want to make. And that is the amount of billable hours you need to make per hour to reach that goal. Look at an attorney as an example. As soon as you start talking to an attorney, they push the clock and it starts ticking. It's every minute you're talking is what, two, three dollars because they charge three, four hundred dollars an hour for a good attorney. They know by billable hours how many hours, if they talk for X amount of time or do their craft X amount of time, how much money at the end of the week, month, year they're going to make because they watch it by the minute. As entrepreneurs, we don't do that. We're lucky if we catch up and say, how much did we make last month or last quarter? Uh -oh. Or worse, oh, it's tax time. How much did I make last year? Ooh. <laughs> so. Very common. You are correct. Unfortunately, it is too common. Yes. So, A, first, believe you're worth what you're worth because you are. And if not, you can become that person. And number two, if you have a predefined number you want to make, figure out how much, many hours you have to 
serve, work your client to earn, work with your clients or customers to make that amount of money. And most importantly, if you want to make, if I need to make $208 an hour and I'm only charging $75 an hour, what can I do to add more value? Can I do, do um, delegate out some of what I'm doing and have someone else do it, borrow someone else's time? Could I create a team and now leverage the efforts of others? Could I raise my rates from $75 an hour to $208 an hour? Could I find another way of bringing more value to the table so now when I'm actually working, I'm earning $208 an hour? So I guess those are the options basically. And if you pay attention to those as you put together your day-to-day -day schedule, as you time block in those billable hours, your workable hours during the day, during the week, during the month, quarter, year, and stay on top of it, you will hit your goal. The numbers don't lie. It's when we fail to follow a process that we get off track and we start to drift. And then we unfortunately usually won't hit that goal. And unfortunately we beat ourselves up over something that, why didn't I hit my goal? Why isn't business this? Well, you just didn't bring enough value per hour to make that goal happen. Um, Listeners, pay attention to this because Mike just gave you the science of the numbers, not lying and a way to start looking at what you're producing and what your own value is to your business. He also shared some of the art of how to do this. And the art is we have many options that are available to us today that weren't. Um, I know that training that you're referencing from Brian Tracy, it's, it's impeccable. And it came at a time where really the only thing that was available in the marketplace was the billable hour, right? And that's how all business functioned was the billable hour. CPAs, everybody was functioning like that. And then we had this shift and now we get to get creative. We can outsource, we can work with um, business allies and, and create partnerships and affiliations. We can add more to whatever it is we're offering. And all of that is the art of creating your value and the worth of the value of what you're offering. So Mike, I want to share a, a huge thank you on behalf of all of our listeners, because this isn't just science and it isn't just art. It's a combination of the two. And those who take the time to work both win big. So you just cracked open a huge nut here. I, I, I know we're getting a little tight on time. Is there another thing or two that you'd like to share with us real quickly? No, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I'm glad it's one of the things I've been thinking a lot about recently and has been a being autobiographical a challenge that I've had over the years since building my own business or businesses and being in sync with making sure that my own value proposition was that of my goal and then learning to adjust and tweak that along the way. So I hope that listeners out there, if you're able to take this and put this into your own business and can save yourself a lot of time and money that I spent and wasted, 
<laughs> it would be a well-spent half hour. I agree with that. And um, having multiple businesses over the year, like you have, this mm -hmm. is an ongoing self-conversation for a business owner. And, you know, you may have it with your, your mentoring team, but it's your conversation to continuously be in is how do we add more value in the marketplace? How do we help our customers love us even more than they already do? Or if they're not yet, how do we get them to love us? Yeah. And, and your, your history, your work history, validates you have spent an enormous amount of time developing this. So everyone, you just heard from the expert and he's not adding any more. Go back and listen to this again and write down the points he was saying because he's telling you exactly how to do this. And can it be a much more sophisticated process? Yes. But you know, we only have a little bit of time here. <laughs> So I love that. And um, Mike, I want to thank you because this is invaluable. You're welcome. Ooh, I can't believe we need to wrap up. But I also shared with everyone that you should go back and listen to what Mike shared and take notes. Because if you have a question, I'm going to share with you in a moment how you can reach out to Mike directly and ask him a question you have about what he shared. Right, Mike? Yep. Okay. All right. So listeners, this is how you can learn more and engage with number one best-selling business author, Mike Raber. Start by reading chapter seven in the 2018 book about finding your true north. And we're talking about the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, Volume 2. And then gift your business's performance by accepting the invitation that Mike has at the bottom of his author page, which is at the end of his chapter. He has something that's very relevant and free for you to learn a little bit more about what he's discussing here today. Plus, at the end of the chapter, he has all sorts of social media handles for you to go ahead and connect with him as well. But here's something that's really cool. Right now, you can see everything about the book, how to get a hold of it and Mike by going to the books app. And this is at your app store. Type in all one word, Brilliant Biz Book, Brilliant Biz Book, and make sure that those B's are capitalized and it'll take you right there. Download that because on there, not only can you listen to all our podcasts and learn about all of us, but you can also click on a feature we have called Ask an Expert, and you'll see Mike Raber's name there. Click on it, type your question in, and it'll get sent to Mike, and Mike will respond back to you. I think that's a pretty cool bonus, don't you, Mike? Yes, I would say so. Wish it was around a long time ago when I was looking at all this stuff. Oh, I know. Wouldn't that have been cool? <laughs> uh, well, Mike, we want to thank you for your time today. Your wisdom sharing was exquisite. And I know we have a couple more podcast episodes for you to share some more. That's yeah. really practical. So thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. 
And listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where you learn more about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. We'll be back next week. And until then, shine brightly.